Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Let's feeling it. ready? You yeah. feeling pumped? Let's do it. Let's go for two. Whoop. Did I tell you I did shrooms? No! Oh my God. How was it? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. I enjoyed it a lot. It I'm was, so happy for This you. was a couple weeks ago, actually. This was um, this is before the honeymoon. Yeah, this was before the trip. Oh, wow. We did it. Yeah, it was a blast. What'd you do? Time. Not a lot. <laughs> um, so, so it was my first time doing shrooms. Yeah. And... As I've previously voiced, I have had quite an interest in a while, right? Yeah. And so, so we we all ate our little PB and J's of shrooms. Oh. Um, and what a delightful way. Then we watched Clue. Right on. And basically, like we finished Clue before I really started to feel anything. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's it takes it a took, hot second. And then like it started to kind of set in a little bit, and I was like kind of getting interested in like the lights in the room. Yes. <laughs> And how very specifically they were like, so like I, in my living room, we have like a large built-in fireplace and mantle Mm -hmm. and bookshelves and like molding and like Mm -hmm. light was dancing in the molding really like nicely and like was really interested in that. Um, Again, I was like cuddling with Sarah this whole time and like she had maybe a week or two ago put up some new like floating shelves and like a bunch of and frames and more photos and like hung them up there and there were a lot of like wedding weekend stuff yeah and so like here we are i'm like sitting underneath that and i'm like cuddling with her and i'm like holding this ring and a bunch of rooms and so like it's all just like amplifying this like this is my family in my home <laughs> <laughs> delightful yeah. yeah it was good I, I had a good time anyway welcome to the feeny call yes. where this week we will be discussing the um uh, implications of Season six, episode fourteen, getting hitched. Uh, yep, that's my that's my first take of an NPR. That's cut, great, right? Mm-hmm. That's nice. to, let me see. Let me see if I can do it again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello and welcome to the Feeny Call, where this week we will be discussing season six, episode fourteen, getting hitched. Uh, here with me today, my guest and co-host Megan Bordeaux, and uh, I'm your host Skylar Grieco. Except, <laughs> except our names would be something like. Um, Musician who they be I don't know they always have wild there's that bit in NPR or not NPR in Parks and Rec where they're like making a joke about local radio hosts. oh my god and they're like crazy. they have like crazy names or whatever and they're like here are these two women playing the same song but in different speeds yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the weirdest it's good, thing. I, I love a good local radio joke oh it's good it's so good <laughs> yeah it's a very specific also another specific brand of humor that yes. relies on local radio knowledge yep. like you have to, I, no one listens. Be, exactly. You gotta have listened to radio growing up to know. I guess to... those jokes aren't gonna land anymore. Is this oh. local radio joke gonna resonate with you if you're 20 years old? If you're oh, listening to this not. podcast, let me know if you're 20 and understood the local radio joke or if you only understood it because you watched Parks and Rec on Netflix. Yeah, right. And, um... and now on Peacock. Uh, thanks to our sponsor Peacock Uh, (laughs) Peacock is the ultimate way to see all of your favorite NBC content whenever you want hit shows like The Office Parks and Recreation and a bunch of other stuff I guess it's, it's like the mostly. Housewives. I think there's a couple of Housewives, uh, Housewives seasons on SNL. That's, that's SNL. like the big grab. Mm-hmm. I know none of their uh, original content is making the splash they wanted it to. I did watch all of Girls 5 Eva. Did you? How was it? I actually really liked it. That's okay. Yeah. 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 It was great. Um, I'm not really saying anyone needs to subscribe to Peacock to watch Girls 5 Eva. But, but if you have if you Peacock have through it, yeah. your cable subscription or your phone. Me. or 
yeah. something else. Like Girls Five Eva is a pretty good time. Um, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I've been here for like two hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Hi, it's the Feeny Call. It's Hello. on Disney Plus. You already subscribed to that one. That's true. Um, Hopefully, and then you can watch the show. Yeah. If not, you probably own the DVDs, or you're illegally streaming it from online, which like right on. Yeah, fuck the man. <laughs> fuck the mouse. Fuck the mouse. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my trivia. Yeah. So, my trivia today is that it has been, which I might have already said this before, but I don't think that I did. Michael Jake, in lieu of Rachel and Jack finally getting together and Eric being upset and potentially audiences being upset with him, Michael Jacobs has gone on record before and said there was never a chance for Eric and Rachel. They were never going to be a couple. It was never a thing. So now we see Rachel and Jack potentially getting together. Which is fine. Eric and Rachel shouldn't be together. No, I don't think it's a good thing. Jack and Rachel work. It's fine. Yeah, they're both seemingly normal. (laughs) Now that actor can say that when he was younger, he made out with With a porn star. star. So good for him, I guess. I don't know. If that's something Matthew Lawrence if you're out there is that is that like his two truths and a lie like, that's a good made out, made out with a porn star that is a good question wow that that'd be a, a, that'd be a solid two truths and a lie yeah that would be a solid alright Matthew Lawrence if you're listening that's your two truths and a lie this is your two truths and a lie yep that's good I like that alright uh-huh. ha it's your turn for alright fine my turn for the recap Chat's dead. People are sad. It's after a funeral. And Corey and Topanga are going to play the fiancé game. And they play and they lose to Eric and Rachel. And they find out that they don't know anything about each other. So they think they have to live together. And they do. And they learn that they don't know anything about each other's nighttime routines, I guess. Which like, fine, whatever. Then they learn that's weird. And they don't do that anymore. Meanwhile, Sean's grieving. And uh, and Jack is like, we need to go empty the trailer. And Sean's mad about it. But then they do it. And then Sean finds out that... Jack and his dad help pay for a lot of stuff, and then he gets over it, and then he's going to take the trailer out for spin. I'm out of time. All right. <laughs> yeah. I spent a little more time on the B-plot there, huh? That's okay. But that's that. What'd you learn? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to ask me, and I'm well, so me. ill-equipped. You I asked know. me last time, so. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a part of me that's that when, especially when the b-plot wraps up with Corey and topanga there's a part of me that thinks like oh we've got time we've got the rest of our lives so whatever which is almost the antithesis of the last episode because you we you you just lost oh, all yeah. of that time with with chet uh-huh and so i'm trying to say like maybe it's a uh, time everything takes time and let time do its thing especially when you're like grieving or when you are so for sean he's like we've got time we can go through dad's trailer whenever it's no big deal and Corey's just like we've got the rest of our lives to to get to know each other it's like don't rush certain things just because you feel like you have to or because you feel like there's a deadline or because you feel like um it's all part of the process. For Sean, it's part of his grieving process to maybe not rush into the trailer and not go back and li- relive some of that trauma. And for Corey and Topanga, yes, they're going to get married and they're going to have to live together, but like they have, just like Corey said, they have the rest of their lives to, you know, adjust and readjust. While I do think they should live together before they get married. Big supporter Topanga of that. Topanga has obviously put a her foot down on the we're not going to sleep together until we're married. So then that's just something that they're going to have to, time will have to tell. 
Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a big advocate for living with a person before you marry them. Yeah, gotta, I agree. Gotta try on those pants before mm-hmm. you buy them. That's true. Or have a good return policy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know, you know, uh, the return policy on a marriage is not so easy. No, right? you can't it's just, just expensive. You can't just ship them right back for you free. You do not get your money back. You do not get it your is, money back. You do not get your money back on that one. Nope. What an interesting um, possible policy for like a wedding vendor, right? You're like, your your fucking DJ is like happiness guaranteed. Like you'll stay together for a full year or yeah. your money back. Your, oh my God. That's great. That's good. I mean, what a, like a terrible policy, obviously. I know. But, um, that's pretty funny. Kind of funny. Quinn and I are watching uh, Succession right now. Oh, that's what I'm watching. Succession. Oh, I gotta watch it. I love I know. Succession. Everyone will. I got it. I know I'll love it, too. Yes. Oh, you will. I know. And I cannot wait until you, know. you watch it. Sarah and I keep talking about mm-hmm. it. We really need to. Yes. Uh, there. But one of the main characters, one of the kids. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much you know the premise. Yeah, I got just. One of the kids just got married and their mom is like making all kinds of like walking around and being like how long do you think how long do you give it (laughs) that just kind of gave me that the same vibes of like the dj being like all right here's your return policy yeah that's pretty funny oof um (laughs) what did i learn thanks for asking uh (laughs) (laughs) great question so i'd like to start (laughs) (laughs) my thesis today includes three separate points um coming to my ted talk yes what did I learn? I learned that secret secrets are no fun unless you share with everyone. I'm pretty sure you've said that exact thing no. on the show. Have I really? I think so. Or maybe it was me. <laughs> I uh, so so like what what happens here, right? Is like Corey and Topanga find out things about each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Sean finds out that like Jack and his family have been like bankrolling some stuff here, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I like have thoughts on. Okay. Um, but no, that's not really the lesson. I think I think the lesson has a lot to do with like when you discover something you didn't know. Okay. There's there's an impulsive reaction, and then there's a bit more of a conscious reaction. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you can't have the impulsive reaction. I just think it's important to continue to process. Mm-hmm those discoveries into a a carefully crafted conscious reaction which i think everyone does here i think like topanga has a very impulsive reaction to them losing the fiance game Mm -hmm. and then later kind of consciously processes that like i overreact a little bit maybe and like we should you know take our time here um and sean has like a very impulsive reaction to the discovery that jack and his stepfather have uh been been writing some checks start stripping which, okay, how did Sean not know that that Chet could Chet not afford couldn't afford college? college. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, this seems very straightforward. Like how I I I'm dumbfounded as to how Sean could have ever walked into Pembroke without having ever seen the bill, talked to his dad. And accepted Chet saying, well, I'm going to pay for it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. not been like, but how? Yeah. Um, Especially if he's gone all the time. Right. Because like the implication here seen. is that Sean got into college, told Chet, Chet said, great, 
Sean hands Chet the bill mm-hmm. and Chet says, cool, I got it. And Sean says, great, I believe you. Let's move on. You know, Does and doesn't see. like no further questions, which does not hold a lot of water. No. Um, Especially considering what we just saw. In right, right. Like Sean would have further him. been like, how the fuck are we paying for college, yeah. dad? Um, well, and then maybe offered to get yeah. a job or offered to... I don't know, take on some student loans. Right, like, I just like no... don't see a world in which Sean hears Chet be like, cool, I paid the uh, bill, and yeah. Sean says like, good stuff, thanks dad, see you later. Yep. <laughs> you know? Even a world of Chet lying and being like, nope, I've been saving for you for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean like would Sean be wouldn't like, believe any no. of this. Right, <laughs> yeah. like none of it's believable. So, no. that's, so that has an issue there. And then the books part too, is like you buy my books, and it's like maybe some books. And I'm like, how do you not know that? Yeah, right? Where that came from. What what are you purchasing it with? Right. Or did you just show up and Chet was like, got your books? Or right. like maybe Jack got your books for you and was like, no, no, your dad sent me money. You're going to just believe that? Yeah, Sean just wouldn't have believed any of this, I feel like. So that, that was an issue for me a little bit. I understand his reaction mm-hmm. if he really didn't know, but I just don't know how he couldn't have known. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. So that's an issue. Um, <laughs> the fiance game bit. You know, it's fun. It's a good time. I like Feeney's reaction here. Oh, I love, I love it. I love I love how Eric and Rachel play it. I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Orange Pang have never lived together. Yeah. You learn so much more when you live together. It's true. It 1000% makes sense. Yeah. They're not ready to get married. No. <laughs> I'll say it. They're well, not. age alone. Uh, <laughs> if you can't drink at your wedding. You're too young to get you're married. You're too young to get married. It's true. It's very true. Um, I actually had some notes on this one because it's a little less, you know, whatever. My first note being, Feeney just, he's like, you interrupted my cup of coffee. And then he just leaves the coffee on the table. Gets excited about the fiance game. I guess so. But he also was reading a book and he just left the book on the table. Yeah, it'll still be there when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> he's just hogging that table, holding yeah, it for no it's one. it's fine. They're the only people that use it. <laughs> They're the only people that sit in the student union. <laughs> it's not going to be one of the secondary characters. That's so true. So true. Um, I wonder how much... Rewinding. I wonder how much debt Chet left for Sean Oof. when he passed. Yeah. And if Jack took care of it. Right. If he's going to pay those debts. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Because at first Sean I implies... was like, I wonder if he left anything. And I was like, he literally left the trailer. Right. That's he left it. the trailer in debt. That's his own... Uh, I think... Sean, Sean basically says he has to sell the trailer to cover the debts. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the trailer. Okay. Have we ever talked about the trailer before? I don't think so, but this is a different trailer than what we started out with. There's no hallway in the back. No. It's just gone. But it's otherwise the same. It's supposed to be the same. because. But there's also like, a oh, bed there? Was there always this. a bed in the back corner? I think there was a bed in the back corner. I think it was supposed to be Sean's bed. Yeah. And then there was a bedroom and bathroom, which was that hallway. Right, right. There's definitely a door to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thinking that's maybe... But also it just doesn't make sense as far as like trailer layout The comes. architecture of this trailer doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's to me. It's a nightmare. Because <laughs> you walk in the door here mm-hmm. and then it appears that the length of the trailer is from the door all the way across to the kitchen. Correct. Which would mean that the door is on the either front or back of the trailer, Mm -hmm. which is generally, to my understanding, not how trailers work, and that the door would have been on the side, and it would be long that way, which I understand is not conducive to filming. (laughs) I get that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just saying that architecturally, I do not understand this trailer. No. One bit. No. Not at all. No. Even like before when it had a hallway in the back, still didn't get it. And now I'm trying to think about when they are outside of the trailer for Thanksgiving, how, what is, I just have a lot of questions now. Because when they're standing outside of the trailer at Thanksgiving, it feels like it, we should see it going. The door is definitely on the side of the trailer when they are outside of it for Thanksgiving. It is on like the broad side of the trailer. Because it can't be on the front of the back. Like the front no. is where you're going to hitch it. Yes. And the back. Is not, there's it typically not do- has like, I don't know, a spare tire, a ladder to get right. up on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right? And so like the door is on the broad side of the trailer for sure. But then when they walk in, like, but then the trailer would be long the other way. Yes. But then, like, it appears that it's from the door all the way across to the kitchen. Either that or this thing is, like, a double-wide trailer that, like, I don't know how you drive it down the road. Because right? it's going to take up two lanes of traffic. <laughs> so weird. doesn't make any sense to me. No. It's definitely not. Now, I'll, I'll also admit I don't have a lot of experience That's true. walking That's in. True to trailers and mobile homes um i'm not i'm not super familiar with that but what i what i can reasonably deduce is that they are not particularly wide no as they are deep yes um particularly from the door from the door to a wall on the other side of the door shouldn't be that much yep it's like this room that we're in right now. yeah 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 yeah. that's where i'm at i'm like when you open the door you should be able to touch a wall pretty quickly. Yep. <laughs> like two steps and right, right there. Right. Yeah. I don't, the, it's, it's honestly the trailer, which should be smaller, less confusing is more confusing than the Matthews house and yes. the structure of the Matthews house yep. in my personal opinion. I agree. I agree entirely. It doesn't make any damn sense to me. When I've seen trailers of mobile homes and other television shows, and they don't look anything like this. You know? No, like, it's, it's true. It's, a, it's very true. A wildly different appearance. Um, also then, so there's the picture, right? The picture of the bus or the trailer or whatever that's like hanging above Sean's bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's like a car and like a... It, it's like a straight up fucking bus. Like it looks like yeah. a tour bus. Is the implication that that's the trailer? I don't know. Well, and now I'm kind of in the ballpark of, did he sell the old one and get a new one? Because the only things that Sean references are material objects uh-huh. and not like, this is where we scratch my height into the wall. Well, like, I don't, I don't think they like ever that. did that. So. No, of course not. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be a different trailer? I, I don't think no, so. No, I think it's supposed to be the same trailer. But that's frustrating to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, now I'm mad. Also, you know, it's funny. They, they talk about this trailer so much and whatnot. Like, we have to assume that there's a big truck involved, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Chet, Chet must own a big old pickup that he hitches this That's bad boy to. to. Yeah. So then I guess Sean gets left this truck, too, right? That's nice, at least. You know? Because he probably doesn't have a car. Well, and we see them in the next episode. We're going to have to wait and watch. Because, like, I think we, we see them in the truck and everything, right? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Just never really thought a lot about it. No. But I'm going to need to pay closer attention, I feel like, to the yeah. trailer and truck in the next one and kind of get a vibe here. Because it's not an RV. No, it's not. It is, a, it, it is a trailer that you hitch to a truck. Correct. It is not a mobile home that you drive mm-hmm. and live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitively a trailer hitched to a truck. Like an Airstream, but not an Airstream. Yes. Correct. Bigger, clearly bigger than an Airstream. Yes. 
clearly as big as a one-story house. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Confusing. Um, also, when Jack comes in and sees Sean, that guy comes in like and is like, hey, your brother left you a message a half hour ago. I'm like, where were... Did it... Where? <laughs> what? Why'd you wait till now? Exactly. I'm like, what? A half hour? What if it was an emergency? Yeah. yeah. Also, clearly this person who was saying this knows Sean. Right. Knows where he is. So... There's the same dude that was playing pool, right? Would also... Yeah. Would also lead me to believe that he knows that Sean's dad just passed. And if his brother is trying to contact him, maybe that's important. I was like, a half hour? I don't know, man. What is the matter with you? He, he, he was having sex or something. You know, I guess. He was busy. <laughs> just typical college kids. Studying. Normal, normal college stuff. Playing game of pool. Yeah, just, you know, fucking. Um, so, like, this dorm doesn't have an RA, I guess. Topanga's allowed to sleep over. And yeah. There's no RA here that, like, gives a fuck. Or... I guess not. I don't know. I didn't go to college in the 90s, so is that even a thing? I mean, so my dorm was co-ed, but it was segregated by floors. I remember you saying that, yeah. I think, before. And I, f- I feel like that's what I commonly hear. Right, like the, my floor was all guys. And then I was on the third mm-hmm. floor. Like the fourth floor was all girls. Mm-hmm. And the fifth floor was all guys. And like we had, like our student ID opened the door to mm-hmm. the floor. Okay. And so it was like, a, it was coded for mm-hmm. that floor. Interesting. And so your ID wouldn't open the... Like, if you got off the elevator, there was, like, a common area on mm-hmm. every floor that, like, anyone in the building could be in any of those areas, basically. But then there were there was a door from the common area to the hall with, like, the rooms. Mm-hmm. And your ID would only open your floors. I mean... Door to the rooms. I would imagine that we're operating on a key-only type of system. So he probably sure. just went and made a copy in Topanga. Just, like, he did he walked in. Well, they live across the hall. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's that they, exactly right. They're in a co-ed dorm. Oh, yeah. Well, then no, no fucks are given, I guess. They're in a co-ed dorm living across the hall from each other. So, yeah, I guess it is truly like a no fuck situation. <laughs> Sleep wherever you want. Sleep wherever you want. Which like a back. Yeah. yeah cool. Fine. I'm yeah. on board with that. It's fine. <laughs> Do whatever my, you want. Get out of my business, RA. If I want to <laughs> fucking have someone in my room tonight, like, then I will. You're going to find ways around it either way. The students will find ways around it either way. So, so. Well, and then the fucking RA, like, as if that person is not bringing someone in to sleep with them. Yeah. Also, like, what an antiquated system. Like, there's plenty of fucking queer kids in college. Yeah. Who are fucking the other queer kids on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> like, doesn't even matter. You know, and I say that in, like, let me be clear. When I say queer, I don't mean it as a slur. Like, no, I, absolutely. Just, okay, cool. I, just... I feel like we're getting back around to a point where it's not anymore because, like, we are, I we know are. There's definitely who... still people who are using That's queer true. as a slur. <laughs> that is true. Um, but I definitely have friends who identify as queer. Well, me and my queer friends, like, we use queer. Yeah. Well, as, yeah. Like, yeah. So. Or like queer and gay are like our common. Mm-hmm. Commonisms to like refer to just like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> who, who falls into uh, that. I guess yeah. like we can get more specific. Like if I wanted to say like so-and-so is bi or so-and-so mm-hmm. is gay or so-and-so is a lesbian. Like, yeah. you know. But I also like, I have a friend who identifies, like she was bisexual for a really long time, but now she just identifies as queer. <laughs> she does not identify as any specific sexuality necessarily. Yeah. It's just queer she right. is queer right so yeah 
I'm on board. Yeah. Anyway, so I just want to be clear. I'm not. I'm not using slurs I just when I be say clear. like. I mean clear. I want to be queer. I mean clear. <laughs> uh, when I say the queer kids are fucking other queer kids, because <laughs> it really sounds. It's honestly like rock on. You're 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 right. rocking the system. I'm giving so you a hard. high five. It's amazing. Yeah. Whereas I I hear the sentence and it could sound. It sounds bad. Like an old Southern man being like, "All these queer kids, fucking queer." Kids. <laughs> yeah, you have the Southern thing as a as a tick against you, I guess. But yeah. you don't sound Southern, so that's good. No, but if I said the same sentence with a Southern accent, it sounds offensive, doesn't it? It would, like, yeah. It you know, I say like, does. oh, you know, all, all the queer kids are having sex with other queer kids. But yeah. then if I say, well, all the queer kids are fucking the other queer kids. Yes, like, you know, like, yes. it sounds, it sounds oh, really no. different really quickly. An interesting, um, an interesting uh, study. Interesting. Right, well, it's like if you, if you, I don't know, there's a weird uh, connotation of a Southern accent. Whereas mm-hmm. if I, and it, it's not just with queer, like if I were to say like, uh, oh, you know, well, that, that's, uh, that restaurant over there. It's a great, great, uh, it's a great black owned restaurant. They have mm-hmm. some really awesome black, uh, cultural food. Right. Mm-hmm. But then if I like said that basically the same thing as Southern accent was like, oh, that black owned restaurant over there, you know, they got that black yeah. food. Like, you're you know, like, whoa, like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound great. That's so interesting. Um, that's a good point. So, you know, something that the South, I don't think about cause I'm not from the South. But something that we You're up from here Southern Illinois, like it's I'm from Central Illinois. I'm just kidding, but well, I am. But semantics, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, but like we don't. No one really in Illinois speaks with an accent. We all have a Midwestern accent. I don't so know about that. I think that's fair. I, I think there's a Southern lot of Indiana. I know that they have accents. I think that there's a lot of Southern Illinois that is probably tries to Southern speak accent. accents. Yeah, but they're all posers. They're not actually from the South. So- south Illinois is not South. I agree. Yeah, so I'm 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 on your team on this because South Illinois, those are not Southerners; those are just imposters. But <laughs> I, what was I gonna say? Oh well, I yeah, I don't. I think in the North we hear that, and because we've heard such not bad things, but just like rumors and and talkings of the talking South. about Southern accent, like you yes. hear the Southern accent. So then we are instantly like, there's, oh. um, well, there's an abundance of connotation to a Southern accent yes. in any capacity. And that is that you're um, probably a Christian, a mm-hmm. liar, a racist, mm-hmm. uneducated, mm-hmm. and uh, any other myriad phobics. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. Um, which, you know... I'm, I'm not going to like say fair necessarily. Like that's not how I want to back that statement yeah. because there's plenty of racist and, and transphobic mm-hmm. people in the North too. I was <laughs> like, going to say, but we also have plenty of that up here. Yeah. Like. But yeah, there's, there's definitely a big connotation there, particularly the, like it's, it all, I think stems from like uneducated. Yeah. That's and true. That, and that's like, that's a liberal ass thing too, where like, oh, yeah. you know, the, you're a North, you're a New England liberal arts graduate and you hear a southern accent and like that person's probably uneducated yes. because i'm cultured that's, <laughs> you know? that's fair like that's that's an abundant like, let me be clear here i'm shitting on the liberals right now yeah the the stupid libtards like me mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i think it's definitely something that you don't think about but it's definitely like an unconscious yeah. bias right as soon as i hear a southern accent i'm just like Ugh. <laughs> 
Here, if you're here to bat for like the South, go go. I mean, for I grew it. up in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, Tennessee is like 46th in the country for public education or oh, something. No. Like, it's, oh God, it's not, it's not good. And now I'm just making shit up. Let's see. Um, <laughs> worst I was gonna, I'm let. I'm dates. giving you a platform to come to bat for the South because I have so many friends from the South now because of Ray mostly. But all right, this is U.S. News. They do an annual ranking of schools based on education oh tennessee 33 okay that's Square, not, not it's not 48 it's not 48 uh who are the t- like lowest five oh, let's see new jersey is the top state for education followed by massachusetts florida washington and colorado six of the 10 states with the best education systems also rank among the top 10 best states overall according to u.s news nevada's 40 arizona's 46 mm-hmm. south carolina's 44 Oklahoma's 42, Arkansas's 41, Alaska's 49. You know, that doesn't uh, surprise me. Alabama's 47. Jesus Lord. West Virginia, 45, New Mexico, 50, Mississippi, 43, Louisiana, 48. So yeah, a good number of Southeast states there in that in that 40-something. Yeah. Anyway, Sean, um, I, I, I really want someone to come up to Sean and say specifically Jack in the situation, I kind of wish that he had handled it a little better. I understand that he probably doesn't know how, but when Sean is like stripping in front of him and he's like, take my clothes, take my life, like whatever, it's not mine anymore. And then Jack explains everything and Sean puts his clothes back on and he's just like, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back everything, whatever. And Jack's explanation for it is like, it's family. It's what family does. It should be more along the lines of like, Love is not transactional. Mm. I'm doing this because I love you and I care about you and you're my brother. Like Put that you, on a throw pillow right there. Love is not <laughs> love is transactional. transactional. A little big for a throw pillow. Maybe like a sign above the door or like a, yeah. a bathroom wall sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just got a giant ass pillow. You could get one of those. Um, it's a body pillow. Yes, body <laughs> pillow. Love is not transactional. Love is not transactional. <laughs> in like a beautiful font. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I wish that someone would say that. And I think in this situation, it should have been Jack and yeah. just said... I'm doing this because I love you and I care about you and you don't owe me anything for that. I'm doing it because I want to and it's my choice and you don't owe me anything for that. Yeah. Love's not transactional. Maybe that's mm-hmm. my lesson for the episode. I like that maybe better than my one. time. Yeah. Thing. I was just talking out my ass. Sure. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, a grief and attraction. Grief and, oh, okay. I've, this is an interesting thing, right? Have you, have you had a family member die? My grandpa. Okay. How old were you? 26. Okay. Were you with Quinn at that time? Oh, okay. Well, that's not... I know. I know. Um, I'm a bad example. No, I know. Well, and so so I think there really really is like an interesting thing, right? Where when you lose someone close to you and you're emotional and grieving and in that like highly vulnerable state, any sort of lingering like sexual attraction between you and someone else like just like amplifies it weirdly it's it's a really strange human thing there's another movie where that happens but i don't remember what it is oh it happens in plenty of stuff like there's plenty yeah. of, there's there's plenty of books and movies that like this kind of thing happens and i think it's real where i don't fully understand it either like mm-hmm. it's it's an interest i'm sure someone some psychologist has studied it more i think it's really interesting though that like humans can be in such states of like emotional distress and grief mm-hmm. and a sympathetic human or an empathetic, I guess empathetic human will also then like empathize 
and be alongside with that person. Mm-hmm. And that creates such a strong attraction between the person. And I wonder if it has to do with that empathy. I have a theory. Let's hear Just it. a very slight theory. Okay. Yeah. But it could be the fact that we as people are not prone to show vulnerability on a day-to-day. Uh-huh. And so as soon as you do show an inkling of vulnerability and someone reacts with empathy and reacts well to it, suddenly you feel bonded to that person more than you have in the past and more than you have for other people who you either haven't been vulnerable with or maybe have not received that level of empathy when you have shown vulnerability. Sure. Because I would... I would feel a lot closer to someone if they, if I shared something with them and they reacted in a equally vulnerable or just empathetic place rather than someone who was just like, well, you're being, you're being stupid or you're overreacting. Well, and I, you know, I just finished reading this book called the, the next five years, Mm -hmm. five years from now. Fuck. That doesn't remember the title. Something like that. It was fine. Mm -hmm. But, um, in it, there is your main character and some spoilers for mm-hmm. this book that I can't remember the title of. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you have your main character and like her best friend is like the secondary character. And then there's a guy that the best friend is like in a very serious relationship with. Mm-hmm. Well, the best friend um, gets cancer mm-hmm. and dies. Oh. And then the guy and the main character have like a one night stand after the funeral. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And, and like, and the book gets it. Like, it's not like the characters like wrestle with that. Like it, like they kind of both get it pretty good. And I get some, you know, like, this is like, this is this like messy, empathetic grief thing. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It just kind of is. Just it's right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's just like a very true human thing with grief is that like there's, when when you're when you're grieving and you have this strong empathetic connection like you were talking about it really lends itself to some sort of sexual or romantic interaction between those two empathetic bodies yeah and i think which kind of like happens like with jack and rachel right yeah 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 and i think also there's a level of obviously chemicals are released when you're in any sort of like romantic situation just if they're just making out for now maybe they have sex but for for now we just see them make out and obviously chemicals are released when you are kissing a person chemicals are released when you're having sex with a person and so those things i feel like because you are already in such a grieving place you crave some of those and you they and if it's right in front of you and it's happening then why stop it right you know? unless right. it's specifically hurting someone or well and there's like this whole psychology of suffering where like you are suffering and so you're craving a release of something like mm-hmm. you're saying in this like kind of dopamine hit mm-hmm. to counteract that right yeah. and, um so i don't know yeah there's just there's just an interesting mm-hmm. biological psychological series of things i feel like between grief and sex yeah that the sh- that like you know the show in the most like G-rated version of it, t- deals with. I yes. guess. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And honestly, we don't. Eric leaves, so there's potential that they did end up having sex. Right. And we don't really know. Camera. The camera slowly drifts to the side. <laughs> Unless we, right? <laughs> Unless we like, we might pick up in the next episode. In that exact moment where they stop. Jack's not a virgin. No, we know that. From, uh, from and then, then there was Sean. I would assume, well, Rachel was living with her boyfriend. So Probably we, not a virgin. No. 
But I'm pretty sure we pick up with them in the next episode pretty much where we left off here. But I could be wrong because I honestly don't remember. It's been a long ass time since I've watched season six. Well, I, yeah, so. I think the next, I think they get kind of, they like talk about the messiness of this in the next episode, which again, I respect because like grief, weird sex, sex, grief, sex, mm-hmm. grief, sex. <laughs> yeah, I can't say angry like sex, grief, sex. Well, that's, but it's like having a rebound after you get out of a relationship kind of. Well, you know what's wild? Have you ever seen Wedding Crashers? I know we've, I feel like I've brought up Wedding Crashers several times. All right, so Wedding Crashers is uh, has plenty of faults. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the movie came out in like two thousand three. Like mm-hmm. it's it is not perfect. Yeah, but it is still to this day one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. I still think it's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's this bit. So the, the whole conceit is um, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn crash weddings to yeah. sleep with women, right? Yeah. Lo and behold, later on, they keep they always talk about like this guy who taught them, this guy that they mm-hmm. learned from, and eventually we meet him, and it's Will Ferrell. And, <laughs> oh my god! Um, and so like Owen Wilson goes to like meet with him, and Will Ferrell's like, "Oh, I don't crash weddings anymore. Now I crash funerals." And Owen Wilson's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, chicks that are grieving at funerals are so fucking horned up. They're ready to fuck, right?" And like it's supposed to be gross. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be you're just supposed, like yeah. Owen Wilson's character, like tries to get on board yeah this is like his like oh this is not good Mm -hmm. like that's you know he had to get to the bottom of this right yeah of course but (laughs) like like Will Ferrell's character is gross and disgusting in this in this obviously I'm not advocating for that he's also got a point but he has a point like people get weirdly sexually charged when they're grieving yeah and it's I yeah there's just so many layers (laughs) on top of that because I feel like there could also be an underlying layer of we have to live now while yeah. we're still alive. Yeah, there's so much of that of like, ah, oh, life is short. Let's have sex. You know, like so much of that there's, happens. There's so much sexual energy involved with layers. like a close death. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's truly there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Which is like not what this episode's like all about. No, but it's just a very But it is like component. to me the most interesting part of this episode. And it's interesting that that is the way that they brought Rachel and Jack together. Yeah. Because obviously Michael Jacobs said, never Eric. Right. Not planned, not in the cards. Maybe there was not originally a romance between Rachel and Jack, but they wanted to bring it in. Uh-huh. And what an interesting a fair introduction too. door a fair yeah, way to, get to open. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. It is very interesting. Right. You are correct in that. What an interesting shot of Eric when he it gets all serious and he it kind of has like a, a little aside to himself. Do you know what I'm talking about? In the door? He goes and sees... No, he goes and sees Corey. And I forget what they're talking about. Jack. They're talking about Jack. And he's like, sometimes I dream that he like falls oh, off like, yeah, stairs or dies, whatever he says. Violently, yeah. whatever. Yes. And it's just like an aside. I'm like, that... It's a weird bit. Is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and has never happened before. Right. But one of my favorite moments of this entire show is when Corey jumps on the sheets and flies, and flies into, into the can. It's really funny it's physical so comedy. Fun. It's very good physical comedy. It's you can tell so that that Danielle Fishel was breaking. Yep. Like that they clear they had one one take to get it. They weren't gonna rebuild this no. fucking thing. Which is like it's good. It's it's excellent. It's very funny. Yes. I even like I you know I, I, I think it was planned. I don't think that was an accident. I do think that was the bit. But they clearly didn't. I think so too. There was no rehearsal. Like it was like we're going we're yes. to do it in one because we're not going to rebuild we're this fucking rebuild pyramid of cans. And I, I, I want to believe that his line where he's like, now I've got blood on them was improv. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. want to believe that so yeah, bad. Yeah. I agree. I think so too. I guess oh, so. It's such a good funny physical comedy bit. And like the fact that she's breaking and that it all was definitely done in one. Like it's a great mm-hmm. time. Yeah. 
Those are all my notes. Notes. Done with the notes. That's fine. It's been a while. I know. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I mean, I I derailed us for half an hour talking about work. So. That's okay. Um, who's your MVP? I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll go. Okay. Good. Um, my MVP of this episode is Sean. Okay. Sean is grieving and angry, mm-hmm. and it's this is similar to a couple couple episodes ago actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he recognizes his behavior is impacting those around him and that he needs to deal with it himself a little bit. And so he's going to do that. And he doesn't just run off. He wants to say goodbye. It's like, it was, it's akin to when he told, like, after the karaoke. And he was like, I'm messed up and I gotta, I gotta work this out. And I feel like similarly here. The only issue I have with that, because I was kind of thinking of Sean too, but the only issue I have with that is he takes Corey under the, he kind of lies to Corey or makes, lets, lets Corey believe what he wants about like, I'm only going to be gone the weekend yeah, and kind of takes Corey on this trip. And I don't know if he has an intention to bring him back. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, <laughs> does he bring get, him back? Well, he doesn't bring him back. No, he drops him off and yeah! gets him back on his own. Gets a cab or something. So. Gets a bus. That kind of seems... CD. Uh, you know what though? Like, he's not ready to tell his friend that he's. He's like, we gotta, we gotta hang out for a little bit more. Let's do one good thing, me and you. That's fair, but he should have at least brought him back. I don't think he should have been like, okay. Well, that's not in this episode. You can't. That's true. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um. Oh God. I kind of. I don't know. Part of me wants to give it to Jack, but I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Give it to Feeny. Yeah. You can always do that. Yep. That's always my always the default. <laughs> yeah, you can always get away with it. He gets so excited. And he does a really good job. And then when he realizes it's too much, he's just like, okay, bye. Yeah. I'm not involved in this and I'm not getting involved Deuces. in your relationship. I gotta go problems. sip my coffee. Yeah. And, and I, I left right over here at the table. That's very wise. Good. So, yeah, it's right. me. Fine. <laughs> Sounds like a me answer, but okay. I know. It's fine. We traded. Um, cool. That's that. I was that, gonna huh? say, I had a good one last, last week. You so. did. You did. So that's that, huh? Yeah, that's right. it. Well, that's all. That's all. That's all, folks. You can find us on Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast, on Twitter and Facebook at Feeny Call, and send us an email, Feeny Call Podcast at Gmail. And leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. Yeah, and uh, happy December as we round the bend here into that month um, and the many, many holidays that go on there. Happy Ooh. Hanukkah. When's when does this it airing? start? I was, I was about to well, say. Well, Hanukkah starts in November this year. Oh, does it? It does indeed. Mm. Uh, I knew it started in November this year. So let's see. When's this one airing? So we've got next week is going to be... And then uh, uh, Chet dies during Thanksgiving week. Chet dies Thanksgiving. So it is Thanksgiving. Okay, it, so is, it is, is Hanukkah right now. If you're listening to this, are you singing Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song Hanukkah. quietly to yourself? Okay, so happy third night of <laughs> And if it's a different day, happy whatever day it is. Yep, just a general happy Hanukkah. Happy day, happy Hanukkah. Um, that's all. Thanks for listening. I almost said thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, folks. And as always, class dismissed.